know why that triggers me. I'm so sorry. I don't know why. What? Uh, what? You know when the prompt comes in and the meeting has now been recorded, and I immediately go to leave meeting. Run, run, run. Do, do you think the um, you think the government is listening? In? Does it sound? Oh my god! I don't. No. I don't honestly, outside of all that conspiracy theory and BS. I don't even think the government's checking for me. I have nothing for the government. I don't even think they want Except my taxes. Jeans. You got they taxes. They want my money. Wow. I don't even think they want my money. Your I have so much good to them. <laughs> I'm saying, as of a student loan, my uh, genetic makeup isn't the greatest. I don't have elite uh, super strength, speed, physical attributes. Um, I don't have the best qualities of being a superhuman that they will want to show off to the quote unquote aliens. I don't think the government gives two rats asses or mm. two red cents about me. Wow. So this is why I'm here on this podcast talking a whole bunch of shit. Well, <laughs> as a black woman in America, the government already doesn't care. Oh, so let's, let's, let's drop man. some... Let's drop some real gems on this conversation. Um, but on top of that, yeah, um, you know, the devices that you have every day may be listening, but be on some girl on to the next. She ain't got enough for us. Yeah, I definitely believe that. I believe that there's more spirits around than the government infiltrating my apartment. Spirits? <laughs> but at least you don't believe in spirits? No, I, of course, but what I'm saying is at least the spirits can't, like, knock on your door or anything. Yes, the hell they can. You never heard about Jumby stories? I've heard a bunch of Jumby stories, but what I'm saying is, all right. They can <laughs> knock on your door. That I don't understand. Yes, both the government and Jumbies can knock on your door. But who's collecting taxes? Who knows? What kind of taxes are you talking about? <laughs> Unless there's a tax-collecting Jumbie out there? Oh, baby, I don't... That's a... <laughs> Double nightmare. It's called it's called the Susu Jumbie. <laughs> Susu. Are you a part of a Susu? I you know I've never been. Really? Yeah. You it's been kind of taboo. Is it? Susus aren't bad. They're frowned upon. Yeah, no. It, in my household, it's been taboo because my grandmother never allowed us to actually be a part of the susu so oh no yeah but she was a part of she was a kingpin of many actually <laughs> not kingpin <laughs> kingpin people were used to come knocking on the door knock knock susu jumbies come knocking on the door trying to <laughs> figure out what's going on and she would be like hey check me back next month eh and I'm like oh okay and then, you know, I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, she got the so-so. So I'm like, oh, okay, I get it. I get it now. But, you know, there's a tired old history behind the ideas of Susu and them not letting Black people have banks. And then we had to create our own banks. And this is where Susu stems from. So, Yes, yeah. know your history. Now the new Susu Jumbies are Forex people. So, uh, Forex. <laughs> forex oh. or 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 you go on instagram let me get your cash at 
Give me a dollar and I'll make it into 500. No, those are scammers. That's a whole different category. That's, <laughs> let's, not interchange, let's not interchange the two, okay? <laughs> let's not at all. Sophisticated ignorance. You slide it right in, didn't you? Nope, don't do that. Skirt, skirt. Queen of the block. I am evolving, okay? All right, here we go again. You know who I am, R to the O-V. Isn't that who I am? Huh? That is who you are. Yep. And welcome to my show. <laughs> yeah, talk that shit. Yeah. <laughs> No, sophisticated um, ignorance featuring Vixen J. <laughs> I'm the guest today, y'all. I'm the guest. <laughs> Welcome everyone to another episode of Sophisticated Ignorance. We are glad to be here with you guys. Introducing my co-host, the one and only Vixen J and your girl Rovi. Yes, You're welcome. welcome I'm back. glad to be here with you. Same. I am also glad that uh, we are here. Um, another week, um, the world is rolling, but we have some things to talk about. Uh, and one of those things is love. Love is blind, and it can take over your mind. You're supposed no. to continue the lyrics. I didn't know what you were singing. You need it to elevate and find love ooh, is blind. Ooh. Oh, we're trying to get listeners here, and we're you just made the dogs bark in, <laughs> in the dog park next I door. Am, I'm no kid uh, and fury. Uh, I am not going <laughs> to. I only sing when I am feeling the spirit, and I guess the spirit left me, so I Aww. will stop. Oh <laughs> no, no, it's okay. Next time, you just need some vocal lessons. All right. Well, that's not going to happen. So <laughs> you're going to get these horrible vocals from me until then. But um, anyway, so yes, today we are talking about uh, reality TV love and why it is so addicting slash damaging to our own perceptions of love in the real world uh, outside of the cameras and productions. So um, yeah, we have a lot to discuss on that. Uh, for those who, of you who are into the reality TVs, uh, there's the two shows that are out right now. Love is Blind on Netflix, uh, for those who are watching, and uh, 90 Day Fiance, which we'll get into later. But yeah, Love is Blind is the one that is captivating everybody's uh, screens right now. They also have other versions too, which I didn't realize until a coworker told me. There's a Japanese really? one, and there is oh, yeah. a Colombia, I guess? Other ones, the, Columbia. Yeah. So there's like um, right, there's other ones in different countries, and I hear they're all good, but I only watch the one that is here in the states. So, uh, right. Yeah. So, uh, Love Is Blind. Uh, walk us through what that's about for the audience who is not familiar with the show or refuses to watch. <laughs> <laughs> so, Love Is Blind is a new reality show that. Uh, really wants to answer the question, is love really blind? So they take a couple of uh, participants and uh, they have a like a house or apartment kind of domain where 
women live. And then there's also a, another house where all the men live. And the only way that people can interact is through these things called pods. And the pods are like a two-way type of communication where you talk to someone through a wall. So you're able to talk to someone on purely at an emotional and communicative level versus seeing them and see what their mannerisms are and you know they roll their eyes or something you say so you're basically just you know doing dating through a wall you know kind of like it's online the- dating minus minus uh actually uh being online No, I was going to say it's more like being on Tinder, but no one has a profile picture and all you have to work through is bios. And if you know online dating, um, just reading a bio alone is already just what the fuck. So I don't think Love is Blind even gives you a a bio, right? No, what what, what what I'm saying is what I'm saying is like the the people on the opposite sides of that wall, all they have to all they have to work with is by getting to know the person. That's bringing it to their bio in a sense. You know what I mean? So, yeah. It's kind of wild. Could you be on Love is Blind? Oh, well, Um, first of all, yes, I have watched a few episodes. I haven't watched the first season. I'm just watching, I just caught a couple of episodes of the new one. Um, So yeah, I'm familiar with it. Um, What about you? I've watched both seasons. they both was wild. I watched the first season um, as it happened, you know, um, in real time. And then this one, I was kind of slow to it, mm-hmm. but I caught the the tail end and I still caught up with like the, the weekly reveals on Netflix. Um, but it was actually pretty good. I feel like this season was a little bit more controversial Ooh, in a sense. Beautiful. We love the dramas. It was more dramatic, definitely this this season, this second season. <laughs> and you know, I love a good drama. But um, you know what, I'm laughing. I'm laughing because the one thing I hate about the show. So this is like video production, like nerd nerdiness. I hate that every moment, like something dramatic happens the freaking music comes on and it's some type of cheesy, dumb song that is <laughs> it's like mass specific to what just went down. So like, let's say if, if two of the people or a couple or two people are talking and one is like, yo, I don't like the way you referred to me just now, then there'll be some type of wild, dramatic opera style song that's like, oh, you hate the way I am and you love the way I am. It's some bullshit. I don't know. The music annoys me in that show, but that's just my mini rant. Carry on. Yeah, well, I don't think anybody else picked up on it because they were so in, in, in tuned with the actual show and not, you know, listening to audio bites. But I get it because that's what you do. Um, mm-hmm. It would trigger me as well, too. Me, personally, I would do Love is Blind. I feel like, hell, I'm on every online dating app right now, which I'm about to get off. So I don't see why not. I even said I would probably even try Married at First Sight, but you know, that that's even that's an even bigger um, commitment than actually doing Love Is Blind. At least Love Is Blind, they can say no before they actually wed. So in that premise, um, I don't know if anybody watched the show, but 
there'll be spoilers. Um, yes. As we know, in season two, um, they had the same amount of stats as season one. They had uh, two couples actually get married. Uh, those two couples were Ayana and Jared. A lot of people rooting for everyone black. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then Danielle and Nick, uh, they both got married. Uh, mm. A couple of the others uh, who did not make it down the aisle. Of course, we know Shake and Deep D. I was actually rooting for them hardcore, but we'll, we'll dive more into it about <laughs> their dynamics of their relationship. Natalie and Shane, I didn't think they were going to make it at all. And I'm actually prouder, you know, that a lot of women are stepping up and saying no. That's another reason why a lot of women are single to this day, our standards. Mallory and Salvador, I was kind of iffy about that. I was shocked that Mallory said yes and Sal said no, but he knew that she never loved him because... You know, Mr. J. You know that story. Yeah. So okay. So disclaimer. Hold on, I didn't. Hold on. Oh no, sorry. Finish yeah. Go on. Oh wait, you you watched it? No, no, no. Finish what you're saying, then I'll. Okay, explain. I was about to say finally, Shayna and Kyle. We all know how that ended. So. So that's well, it. I'll, what I was going to say is that I didn't finish the season, but that's fine because I wasn't extremely invested I in the show. I asked you. But, I asked whoa, you. I asked whoa, you. But, I said spoiler. Okay, so spoiler spoiled for the audience, not for me. I hate, <laughs> like, I hate, what? The, it's the audience that, the people we listening, that's the show. spoiler. But that's why I watched enough of the show. Believe me, I watched enough of the show to get it. I don't need to predict, watch every episode. I don't need to, to see every episode. what's going to happen. Not even predict, but just to get the premise of the show and to understand the people involved and all that stuff. So I didn't. Really have to see the whole thing through to kind of get the gist. Like everything that you just said, or all the people that ended up together or not together, pretty much seemed predictable from the episodes that I watched already. So you saying all those like results for me was not extremely surprising, based on how they carried out uh, for the episodes that I at least got to catch thus far. Um, but yeah, um, as you mentioned, there was a lot of drama. Of course, you know it's a reality show, so there's always going to be some type of fluff. But there was definitely a lot of drama. And one particular point that got uh, the timelines a buzzing uh, was between uh, Ian, Iana. Am I saying her name right? I'm probably saying her name wrong. Um, Iana. Iana and Jared. Um, and just to break down specifically for those who haven't watched. Um, so there was a love triangle. And I'm quote, quoting love triangle because was it a love triangle? <laughs> I mean, keep in mind, these people were getting to know each other in pods. Uh, my, my hot take on that is a whole different story, but it doesn't matter. The point being is, uh, this guy named Jared, uh, he was one of the guys that were, you know, trying to find love through different people. And he came across this person named Mallory. Now, Mallory and him were vibing well. Uh, and it got to a point where the premise of being in the pods is that you have to blindly propose to the person and then you meet them in real life and then you kind of carry on. So while they were in the pods, Jared decided to propose to Mallory. Mallory declined. And then Jared then went to uh, Ilya, Ayana. And then See, now you're doing it wrong. She I'll, didn't I'm decline. Not doing it it, it's that there Did was so yes? much more feelings for Sal at that moment. And if she had known 
previously, she may have changed her decision before deciding that she wanted to be with Sal. And, you know, everybody's iffy. You know, they want to put different coins in different pots. Everybody just loves each other from different expectations. Oh, you know what? Just go ahead. Sorry, I cut you off. But go ahead. That's fine. Either way, she declined Jared's offer for marriage. And then Jared decided that he was going to go for another person that he was feeling. In this case, it's Iana. And he decided to be open and honest with her saying like, yo, I actually asked somebody uh, to get married just now. They declined. So now I'm coming to you. I'm paraphrasing. But Iana felt a way about that because like, whoa, am I your second choice here? Like what's going on? And he was like, nah, 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 not even like that. Not even like second choice. It's like, yo, you are my, you are the other first choice. So it's like, basically y'all were the choices. And my first, the, the, the original choice said no. So now you're the new first choice. You can't be second choice if you're now the first. You, you understand that logic? And she's like, wait, You said what? that so well. You said that yeah. so well. Thank you so much. I, I appreciate your sarcasm. Um, <laughs> No, but I'm just saying it must be a man thing to say it like that. No, but that's that's I'm based on how he was responding to her. That's basically it. how it translated. That's right? how it came out. Yeah. Right, and and the, the thing is, even just taking a step back in the premise of the show, the 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 issue that I had, or the thing that I was like confused about, was like, okay, these people are all blindly dating each other in these pods and they're only getting to know each other so much in the ticket notes and that's all well and fine at a certain point they have to or at a certain point they decide that they're going to propose to someone uh not knowing how they're going to respond so the fact that jared decided all right yeah i'm going to propose to this first person and they declined right my question is and this is not necessarily defending jared but then at that point it's like all right he proposed his number one quote unquote um they said no and then was he supposed to be like, all right, well, I, I ain't interested in nobody else. So I can't I can't propose to somebody else because that would be seen as um, I guess disloyal or whatever the case would be. So I'm just I'm done with the show. Goodbye. You know what I'm saying? So I'm I'm just curious, like what was he how was he supposed to handle that situation where he was not supposed to allow this other person to feel as if they were a second choice? I mean, that's an open question, but if you have an answer for me, let me know. Probably I'm seeing it from a, um, a perspective that, that's not really popular. There's no way that he could have phrased that to say that she wasn't a second choice. And I think that's where that glimmer of hope to try and say, hey, he's going to soften the blow. It'll never happen because at the end of the day, she always would know that, you know, she wasn't number one and she brought that up even before I guess there was a whole dramatic uh reveal of her like breaking down when she walked outside the pods and I guess you know it, it depends on the person and that's where quote-unquote everybody says as you get older you get to settle down because the same standards that we've had before and the same type of things that we look for in partners we tend to like let them get washed away and watered down so now, you know, you have to also think about it from Ayana's point of view. You know, she's also there with the same um, goal to find someone in the pods and get married to them. Is mm -hmm. she okay with being someone's second choice that they are willing to settle down with? And in the end, are we ever someone's first choice? 
Is that also a question? Are you somebody's first choice always? Like even if they pick you and you're talking to somebody else and you decide that person doesn't work out and you decide to go with the original person, were you ever their first choice or, you know? Right. And, and, are, you, and are you okay with being that? I think that's the biggest question. You might not get the chance to be a choice for someone or a priority or a top tier choice, but are you okay with being the next best thing? Now, so based on the context of the show and based on the premise of how they were dating other people, right? Of course, at a certain point, they had to narrow down the people that they were interested in and make a choice in who they want to propose to. And in that form of structure, there's always going to be someone who, there's always going to be like, hey, this is my top choice or this is the person that I'm really most interested in. And then there's going to be other people that are, later down the line and you know it sucks that you're in a blind dating you know circumstance where it's like all right i'm just gonna go off my gut and and propose or to express my love for this person that i don't fully know yet um but my thing is like i think when we are dating as we are dating in the real world um we're never assuming that we're someone's second choice because we don't know the person's other choices we only see we only see ourselves in them so we and unless the person is explicitly stating hey you know i am dating other people or i'm seeing other people you know just to let you be aware then we're only assuming that it's a and b we're not assuming that it's a and b and a and c and a and d right and i think that's why a lot of people get upset when we find out that someone that we're interested in is talking to other people because it's like wait you're giving all this attention to me you're expressing that you're interested in me alone right but that's an, an assumption that a lot of us fall into where we assume that the person that we're interested in is just only talking to us unless that's made explicitly clear through communication and dialogue but unfortunately we don't talk we don't necessarily have that conversation early in the dating process unless it gets serious right um because no one's claiming I, I, mm -hmm. I can't agree with you on that and I gotta I gotta stop you there because as you know I am on dating apps but I also go out on multiple dates and when I do start talking to a guy I let that know you know ahead of time you know I communicate that very well but then there's a lot I got a lot of kickback from guys saying that they don't want me to go out with dates with anyone else without anything to offer to me, like not even taking me out. This is just normal conversation. And, I, and at that point, I'm like, why am I limiting myself, you know, to being, I guess, a, a, a first choice for now? Because I'm new. I'm new now. I'm your first choice now. But down the line, you're going to want to see something else and then start acting different and funny and distant and all of mm -hmm. that jazz. And then when it, we circle back to the original type of conflict at hand, it's like, well, I told you I didn't want you dating with anyone else, so I'm not going to do that. So it's more of a tit for tat thing. It's not really putting, oh, my feelings for you. I Because for me, when I say that I'm dating around, it doesn't mean that I'm going out just for shits and giggles I want to find somebody that I'm aligning with and when I find that person I would let that person know hey I'm really feeling you I would like to 
pursue this further. Let's have that kind of conversation. But a lot of guys don't want to do that. They just want to play the field until one girl says no, uh, and then somebody else says yes. Right. But see, um, and to your point, you're absolutely right. And the reason why I brought up earlier about the notion of of people not having that conversation early in the game is because I feel like once you ask like, yo, are you talking to anybody else? Then people automatically think, oh, wait, hold on, exclusivity? Like, whoa, hold on, way too early, right? So what I'm saying is that that conversation of exclusive exclusivity usually comes later on after, as you're getting to know the person and after you've kind of established a foundation, right? So, I mean- But I think I it's different with just us dating versus them in the pod. Like that, it's just like, Fantastic right, extreme. Right, of course, they were forced. I mean, not forced, but they are put in a position where that's the premise of the show, where they have to. After well, we don't know how long they were communicating with each other. It could have been days. Could that's have been weeks. true. Keep in mind, we're watching an hour-long show, so everything is condensed. So I feel like it wasn't really condensed, though. Maybe a couple of weeks. I, it might have been a couple of weeks that they were having these conversations, and then they finally decided, "Yo, I'm going to propose to this person." You know, parallel to real life where you could be dating someone for weeks, months, however that long, and then you get to that conversation of, hey, are we exclusive or not, right? And us saying, are we exclusive or not, is pretty much relates to them proposing to this person on, on the show, right? It's mm-hmm. obviously two different things, but that's really what it is. So what I'm saying is most people, some people will probably have that conversation in the beginning, like, Hey, you know, this is our first date, but are you talking to anyone? Are you talking to anyone else or are you seeing anyone else? And people get very um, alarmed by that question because it's like, well, wait a minute. You know, are you trying to imply that this is just me and you and no one else is involved? Now, another thing, specifically when it comes to men, there's an ego involved to it as well. Men usually don't like being the alternate choice, they want to be the first choice because they want all the attention to be on them. And they, it's definitely a double standard where they never want to feel like less than when it comes to the person that they're dating. But when it comes to um, women in the same field, um, you, you know have to saying? be okay with it. Right. You have to be okay with it because you just have to accept the fact that most men in certain circumstances have multiple choices. So, you know, we have to, this definitely should be a debunking of that double standard, even though it is. Um, current but debunk that double standard and if you as a person your standards is that look i'm and we shouldn't even say like playing the field because realistically just like these reality shows you are going around and you are trying to find someone that fits you right and it shouldn't it shouldn't be a matter of like oh i'm out here playing around or i'm playing with people's emotions it should be hey i am sourcing different people and getting to know them and i'm finding the one that aligns with me so even the way that we describe it and the language that we use with it is completely skewed because it's not a matter of playing, playing the field or, oh, I'm just, you know, you know, um, it's, it's really a matter of these are the methods that are taking place in order for you to find someone that you like or find someone that you want to be with. Yeah. You touched on... Uh male ego but let's talk about the fragility behind it because again when I say that I'm dating uh multiple people a lot of men don't like to be chosen oh, they're bigger second best. <laughs> but one person who has one of the biggest uh 
fragility and male ego was our man shake on the show and um he was somebody who i felt should not have had such a big of an ego because he was not my number one choice ever so <laughs> i wouldn't pick him but you know he was very superficial from the beginning asking women's clothing sizes um whether or not they'll be okay sitting on his shoulders at a game or a concert just trying to do everything to weasel his way to figure out what a woman looked like behind the pods and that wasn't the point of the experiment and he right. tries to gloss it over with this i was just keeping it real type of facade and it is given Dave Chappelle when keeping it real goes completely wrong. Mm -hmm. And in that aspect, I was just like, I can't understand why you would try to get on a show that is clearly saying love is blind and try to sneak looks every chance that you get. And then hinting that he only wants a fair skinned blonde haired type of woman. And that's his uh, physical physique that he's been attracted to. And clearly that has not worked because even things that you're attracted to probably aren't good for you. But he's been pushing that. And the fact that he made it emotional, quote unquote, I don't know how deep this emotional connection was with DC and went that far and actually, you know, proposed to her. I thought he was growing up. I thought he was growing mm. up. I thought that he was maturing just a bit. You know, I'm not going to say people change overnight, but it was like, okay, I'm going to try to do this for love because love is more than skin deep. You know, you try to get to know someone's attributes, what their goals are, how they love, how they argue, how they communicate, you know, that kind of thing. You figure those things out with a partner and he went right back into, oh, I, 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 we haven't had sex. I'm not physically attracted to her. She's like an aunt to me. And I'm like, oh man, you don't say that about your girl. Yeah, don't call like, your girl your auntie. That's like, that doesn't that, that doesn't girl. That is a good And then the thing is, it wasn't saying it in a hey bro, this is a heart to heart kind of thing. It was a dig. It was a straight up dig. He was dissing her every chance he got. And kudos to DC for being such a mature young woman without being angry about it, but being firm in her decision and letting him know how she felt up front, but I couldn't do it. So my question is, why are men trying to fake pump this kind of facade of trying to be a good guy, but deep down they are just fractured by any type of notion of asking them how do they feel to be involved with some involved with someone romantically without having some kind of physical attributes tied to it. I don't know. That's definitely um, Shake. Yeah. So Shake, I mean, on top of that, Shake at some point he admitted, and I I didn't know if I should believe him or if he was even being real, but it was a point where he admitted, like, yo, the reason why I was being superficial when it came to, you know, being in the pods and asking people these questions is because I had my own insecurities when I was young. And, you know, that led me to seeing people differently and blah, 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 whatever. Um, hashtag therapy. But my biggest concern when it came to him and how he was approaching 
these different people was the fact that he 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 just couldn't the fact that he couldn't let go of the physical aspects of of the people that he was like trying to get to know or whatever and he was just trying to bypass the whole experiment by asking these specific questions which made all the people he was talking to uncomfortable um was completely far away from the point of the show but on top of that it just goes to show what he values most and even when he he proposed to Depti Deepti and he saw her in real time he was shocked he was like oh yo this girl's high da 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 oh my ass, god he, he grabbed her ass right oh. and it's just like now imagine oh. now imagine if this imagine if he decided to propose to a person that he was not physically attracted to or he did not get to physically have a picture of in his mind right how would his reaction have been and how would that have changed so i feel like you know he felt like yo bro i'm mad lucky i got you know this girl because man she's smoking blah 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 but i feel like if it was somebody that was not to his standards that interaction would have went completely differently and that once again it um it takes away from the whole point of the show where you're not supposed to be relying on these physical attributes now you know dating in real life and all that stuff um yeah i mean we're all physical people we all are attracted to you know people on a physical sense and stuff like that and we definitely have our biases when it comes to um how we view people and the things that we're attracted to we get into this whole conversation of preferences versus standards and all these things and that's always messy on the timeline but realistically i don't think half of the people that talk about the show could ever be on the show because you know we get so caught up i mean especially with social media and just the way that our physical bodies are constantly being um advertised to us on a daily basis when it comes to a show like this where we don't have anything to work off of now we have to kind of look inside ourselves and realize is my personality enough to to carry someone to to see me in a different light and a lot of people's personalities are much more ugly than they are so being on this type of show they would never they would never get with anybody realistically end of day and you know we that's that's where the real introspection needs to begin where we take some take something from the premise of the show and realize is my personality alone enough to want someone to be with me and i feel like if yeah. people were to really ask themselves that question they wouldn't be honest they couldn't be honest with themselves because they don't know and yeah so that's, that's i think that's the problem better. with shake he he does not know what he wants in a relationship except how a person looks and that's sad mm -hmm. because if you said we have standards, but there's still people who are like, all right, I need someone who can talk or who's not as argumentative. They know what they want, something that's subtle or somebody who can cook. Like he doesn't even know if shorty who has blonde hair could cook. Like that might not be something that someone else wants, but a man who's looking for a wife that stays home and cook, that's ideal for him. But it looks like he has no type of secondary kind of um standards when looking for a wife at all yeah. that she has to look good and some guys have that too but then they can say she looks good but she also does this 
he can't say that because he doesn't have like a list of what he doesn't know if he wants somebody who's kind he doesn't know if he wants somebody who's loving he doesn't know if he wants somebody who's always going to be there for him if he's down or to lift him up or is able to communicate because she could just be a blonde girl that's me spends his money never thinks about whether he ate <laughs> that's a love language <laughs> he went into love and blind with nothing and then had the nerve to say love is quote unquote blurry because I need to look because I have astigmatism. What? Man, get out of here. Get the hell out of here. I I yeah. just can't believe that. You know, I'm and then it makes me think like, what is the process to get on the show? If, if they gonna let anybody on the show, what the hell? Like someone like like anyone could go on the show. Yeah. It makes no sense. Yeah, it doesn't. But, I think there should be a mix called Love is Mute, where you don't hear oh, the person, but you just see them, and based on how they look, you then decide. That's even worse. That's what most people no, do at the bar. No, but see, but here's, That's the, what here's they do at the bar. But here's the plot twist, right? You don't hear them, you see them, and then you decide, oh, yeah, I want this person. But then once you propose to them and you hear about exactly how horrible they are, you can't get out of, you can't say no. You have to commit fully right. through you pitch it you pitch it yeah <laughs> the, see the thing is love is blind people have choices on love is mute you don't have a choice you already you've already felt it for how the person looks so now you have to see it through my boy yeah sorry love is mute i i, I i'm gonna pitch it to netflix and see what happens it's never gonna happen but you know the premise it's basically real life just um in, in and i like i like the tagline it's basically real life wow yeah that it is. is amazing because we do that all the time i mean if if twitter did not have like if twitter didn't have um you know profile pictures or or social media didn't have profile pictures and we weren't able to post our physical selves online people will lose their minds that's true people we already we already we already treat you know when it comes to people, and yes, if people are physically attracted, they're physically attracted, that's fine. But dudes are already commenting on the pictures of, of people they consider baddies or whatever, hashtag wifey. It's like, would you really marry this person because they're a good partner for you or is it because they have a body that you prefer? And, and the answer is they would marry this person and then when they realize, oh my gosh, you have a horrible personality. Nah, women are crazy. Nah, she's wilding. Oh my gosh, they're so annoying. But men's be men. So, you know. That's so true. <sighs> what um, you gonna move, do? Moving, moving on, I did want to touch on um, Shane and Natalie. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the, the all, of this, all of this is allegedly... Um, Shane and Natalie was another couple who um, they had a bit of a love triangle as well too with Shayna. Um, apparently, Shayna and Shane, cute name, right? They were um, also talking in the pod, but Natalie proclaimed her love for Shane before Shayna did. So that mm-hmm. was a whole a whole mess in itself. So in that and in that instance, Shayna settled for Kyle. And Natalie and Shane became engaged. Now, mm. Shayna and Kyle didn't even make it on the altar because Kyle is an atheist and Shayna is a strong believer in God. And I guess she tried her best to play the love is blind card and 
push it. But after they met the family, she decided to say no. But they had like a little reunion on the beach where she saw Shane again. And you could see that um, there was a little bit of a tiff because I guess she spoke to Natalie and she mentioned that if it didn't work out with her and Shane, she has a friend for Natalie. So she was kind of hinting that they won't work out. So Which she allegedly said was a joke. Ha ha, girl, that was a joke. I didn't really mean it. But you know, friends Shane, of me say jokes like that. Shady, Shayna was a shady bitch. We all know it. But carry on. Yeah, so, but I, I wasn't going to give the limelight for that because she basically was trying to steal Shane from, from Natalie. But allegedly, um, everyone was hinting that Shane was on something the entire show. And oh, I yes, can't I say, I can't say for sure if that's true i mean he had he showed very impulsive behaviors very erratic uh mood swings sometimes a lot of movements that were disorganized and his eyes were always bulging we don't know if he was on something or if he has a type of hormonal problem so allegedly we can't say anything but i think natalie may have known and that may have also been a reason why she decided not to say yes to him at the altar but my question is, what do you do if your partner or your lover is someone who is on a particular substance, i.e. an illicit drug or uh, illicit some kind of self-hate towards themselves or says things uh, inappropriately in like violent emotional outbursts, would you still be with them and would you still love them? Because Natalie and... Um, Shane also broke up because of quote unquote one argument the night before the wedding. So it had mm. to be something pretty big. Like I, I know he was saying some horrible stuff to her, but there has to be more layers to it. So how would you, you know, navigate through that? Um, well, you know, and, and as you mentioned, it was a rumor. So we don't really know if this was the case with Shane. But if it is the circumstances where I am dating someone or I'm destined to marry them and then they do, they are suffering through substance abuse or other problems like that. Um, if I really love the person, I would want to get them help. I mean, that's just me. Uh, if, I, if I really love them and I wanted to dedicate my life to them, I would want to get them help if there is a clear and present danger. Uh, that's what I would do. But once again, in the premise of the show, they've only known each other for a few weeks. So Natalie, in this circumstance, if it was the case that Shane was under on something, she, even though that would have been the ideal thing or the kind thing to do. Um, she don't know, brother man. Right. She's not extremely obligated to to kind of dedicate her life to being with this person that might be exhibiting these issues. Now, it doesn't dismiss the fact that this person may still need help or she probably does care about him but at the end of the day it's like eh, this is too much i'm not equipped for this so i have to step back and it's sad that you know we probably have relationships or people that are in relationships that um and even if you take it bigger outside of just substance abuse you know we have a lot of uh people who are going out with um with a partner that might have mental issues or other things mm -hmm. or other ailments and it's challenging. It is a challenging thing to have to navigate uh, that person in that space. But if you really care about them, you want to 
be supportive by being there for them and doing anything that you can to, to help them and help them be better. So it, it could be the case where Natalie just wasn't equipped for that, um, for whatever it is that that shame may have been under. But, you know, outside of the show, I feel like um, the kind thing to do would be to, if you care about that person, to help get them help and stuff like that. But a lot of people aren't equipped for that. And it's okay to not be equipped to help someone who may be beyond help from your perspective, right? Um, because it is a lot to handle, you know? And I feel like, yeah, especially when it comes to the show, especially when we were talking about Shayna and the other guy, when it came to their standards, like she was not willing to dilute her standards when it came to the relationship. And even though he was like trying to bend and twist saying like, yo, I'm, I will settle and I will kind of rearrange my beliefs for you. She was just like, nah, that's, that's something that I can't accept or I would never let you do in order to, um, in order to, uh, you know, maintain the relationship. So, you know, outside of the shenanigans and drama of the show, there were a lot of takeaways, you know, just like the situation with Shayna, uh, Shayna and that other dude and Shane and Natalie that we could take away Kyle. and apply to our Kyle. Oh, yes, Kyle. Sorry, didn't really know the names that much, but um, yeah. I mean, there are a lot of things to take away from that, and I just feel that you know, um, as ridiculous as the show may have been, very entertaining. I'll give it that. Very entertaining, but um, you know, once again, I don't know if I can be on a show like this, or maybe I could. I mean, you know, I think you I, could. If I if I was single, of course I, I I would I would um I don't yeah maybe but I don't know maybe I don't know it's a I it's think a you would but you would never marry wow. you would never marry wow you wouldn't wow I'm not even going to dignify that with a response I'm just gonna say wow would you I don't think you would you on the show you. If, on this if the show, premise, you if would the premise of the show fall in is love, to, you would propose, you would do all of this, but I think once you get to that altar, you wouldn't say yes. Wow, you do not know me then. <laughs> it's called growth. Wow, it is the laughter for me. All right. You know what? And it's funny because I know all of the friends and the audience members who know you personally know you wouldn't say yes. It'll be so cute. Well, you will be very lovey-dovey and forgiving, but then you'll you'll think about it the same concept. You're like, shit, this is forever. And I don't really know Shorty. And then you're gonna get yourself in that self-doubt. But now here's just spin now, and then you'll spiral. Yes, utilize context here. Turning. Let's utilize context because once again, these people are only getting to know one another within week spans. And yes, even outside of the pods and they're getting to know each other more, they're building that relationship or strengthening that relationship. But realistically, if someone doesn't feel comfortable with marrying somebody, even after they don't get to see them, but then get to see them and then spend a couple of weeks together, I think rightfully so they have the right to say, yeah, nah, the same for me. Even if I have gotten to know you, your answer or... tells me all. No, I'm I'm not saying that's me. I'm just saying that I see why that would be someone's like response or someone's premise. I'm not saying that that's me at all. I can't even imagine being on the show. I can only imagine 
the notion of, hey, let me be behind a wall and that would be fun. But I, I can't imagine being on the show because for me, that's not how I operate or that's not how I want to operate when it comes to relationships where um, I don't really, I only am getting to know this person in a short amount of time and then that's my decision. I need more time. It, it can't be four weeks. I can't just say four weeks for me. I need to know this person for more time than that before I before I would in the show's in the show's um, context say yeah this is the person I want to marry for me so you're probably right in the context of the show where I probably wouldn't marry that person but in the sense of marriage that's something that I would not take off the table when it comes to someone that I'm yeah I didn't, I didn't say you won't get married but when it comes to the author of that show it's a big no and I'm, I'm firmly sticking to all right well what I sure said. I mean I I I, ha- I have not been on the show so I don't know what my response would be but if you feel like I wouldn't I would not go to the altar and say yes to whoever that person is then cool so I go on the reunion show and I'm showing my ass, and now the audience is booing at me. Fine. This is an alternate reality anyway. So end of the day, I'm not on the show, and that's that. <laughs> like, <laughs> I just I just, I just, just think that, you know, I don't know. I guess just to end that, everyone just settles. You know, you're going to have to be someone's other choice, whether it's first or second. You're, you're just the other choice. Because, you know, if you go into any relationship thinking that you're a choice, you're going to have this constant paranoia about what happens if or this person doesn't do this. But you chose, I guess, the end goal. This is why Love is Blind has always said that the end goal is to be with somebody that you choose to want to be in a partnership with. And I think that holds more weight than how you got there, but how things will progress and how things will end with like each individualized relationship. And that's the point where people tend to quote unquote, settle down. You know, a lot of people like to throw out 80, 20, settle in, blah, blah, blah. But you find somebody you work with in a partnership and then it just grows magically from there. It can be a very beautiful thing. Unless I get it twisted, there are a lot of people out there who are getting married at very fast, like, oh, you've heard stories like, yo, they've only known each other for months and now they're engaged or they're married or whatever. So let's not make it seem like this is not the circumstance at, at all. Everyone has They're making choices of what they want. Correct. And that's, and that's and when totally two people fine. Align, right, when, when you find somebody that you align with and they align with your morals and your end goals, it's hard to find because when you're out here dating and you're like, oh yeah, I would like to get married and have kids. Oh no, I'm not really looking for marriage. Then you got to keep moving. Until you find somebody who looks for marriage the same way that you want to look for marriage, and then you have to build from there. But then so the it doesn't matter twist. if you are. Mm-hmm. What's the plot twist? No, I'm saying the plot twist is that people sometimes get married for the wrong reasons, and now it's like, yeah, we want to get married, or I want to get married. They do get married, and then they realize, oh, we're not really aligned on anything else. We just want to get married, so we are escaping the stigma of not being alone, and that's where divorce comes in, and that's sad. So. I mean, I think there there has to Great be a way to end that. No, I'm no, I'm. It's not. I'm not trying to like be a downer, but I'm saying the uh, we divorce is real. Let's not sit here and pretend like it's just a magical theory. Like divorce is real, and I feel like people who really are dedicated to marrying someone that they actually know, trust, understand all these things is 
it's not just about saying yes to the dress, which is another reality show. Um, you know what I mean? Like you really have to be dedicated, not just to that person, but to yourself. Right. So, I mean, yeah, at the end of the day, you know, shows like this, um, you know, as I said, it's all condensed because we're watching it as a show, but you know, there is, there's a lot to it. And I feel like, I don't, I don't know if these relationships are real or not. I, I, what do you think? I don't know. I think people choose what they want and they get out of life and they make sure it happens. Okay. That is that. Yeah. Uh, yep, all that yep, to yep. say, we, we are not being paid to advertise the show, so. <laughs> We're not. But it, I think it also just stands that a lot of people, they try to mirror their, their lives with the show. And I mm -hmm. think that's important. And a lot of people are invested with this, especially those who are single and they want, they just want to see a happy love story and hope that that can happen for them one day. Word. But then when they see the bullshit that keeps going on with Shake and freaking Mallory acting like she don't know who she wants and Shayna trying to sabotage a friendship for a relationship, that's where it comes into to real life because that shit happens. It happens. Yeah. It happens every day to other people in those same similar situations. So that's why people are so invested to like, damn, my homegirl did that the other day. Like, what the fuck? Like, Word. Oh. that's sad yeah well for those still searching for love just um you know keep hope alive because there is someone <laughs> out there for you for all no i i i mean i believe that i've always believed even that. me yes even you friend well shit even me nah i don't know i don't know if this beast can be tamed you calling yourself a beast is not a good start <laughs> To um, to to. <laughs> you know what someone told me? I I I have a very dominant type of personality, and I guess that's what scares men off. Because I can be very dominating, and I don't need a man for nothing right now. I Are don't. You an alpha words. female, yuck! I'm I don't think I am. Two words. I really don't dutty. think I am. Which is sad no, I'm joking. That is not, I, I don't think you are at all, nor do I think that even means anything, but it doesn't yuck. mean anything, but I, I never really even saw myself as an alpha female. I just saw myself as me. Now that right man that comes in, I'm submissive, baby. Daddy, what you want me to do? I, I'm that girl. I, I'm totally <laughs> into that shit. I am. But there is no guy, i.e. shake, that is forthcoming of that for me to allow myself to be submissive and I think a lot of men miss that point they may see a dominant woman and say oh wow she's just done a third but the the true power is her toning it down to be submissive for you and a lot of men don't realize that 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 part that's the heavy part once you get that oh baby Ooh. Bing, 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 bing. right answer <laughs> right answer indeed all right and also um, sorry not to not no, to okay. all righty don't take submission as a negative word either it's not, it's not. some place that, yeah a lot of people hear that word and they take it to a, a negative place it's really not a negative place because a guy can also submit to his wife too and that is also 
preached in whatever vows that you may believe in or whatever vows that you may create on your wedding day, but those are the type of sacred words that you say to each other in partnership. And that's why marriage and partnership are so heavily deep and involved because those words have meaning behind it. Not to just sure. say, oh, you're a simp, you're this, you're that, honor, obey. That all those words have meaning to it that you guys are doing this in, in y'all individualized partnership. I'm gonna just step off my my soapbox with that one. But. <laughs> but, yeah, let's say let's save that uh, spice for another show, shall we? <laughs> so, <laughs> we can talk about marriage and how single I am. But okay, moving on. All right. <laughs> you 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 want to you want to wrap up the show with another installment of the block list oh you mean roby's queen of the block list queen of the block oh you don't sound that that happy but let what me tell you, you what i'm blocking this week all right i'm blocking zoom the the, the app the platform the meeting uh <laughs> i'm blocking every outlook every space of it zoom was cool before you know it's like a, a updated skype and uh, <laughs> it's not given what it was supposed to be given especially now with the pandemic it's just been a bother it kills regular interactions with people regular conference calls regular day-to-day -day ish with people and i just hate the fact that we all use it for work, play, social, parties, for everything. I understand it's a pandemic, but it's too condensed for me at this moment. Everything is a Zoom meeting. And I understand, you know, the logistics of being away or long distance in the center, but it was okay having it in increments, but doing it every day, every hour becomes too much to handle. And it bothers me because at times I have to run to a Zoom meeting if I'm extra late. I mean, the convenience of it is that I could just roll out of bed, but then I gotta take off my bonnet. I gotta put on my wig. I can't cook in the middle because they want you with the camera on, on, attentive. Talking, it comes to a space where my, my own individual space is blurred. I don't know what's an office versus a bedroom versus a bathroom versus a kitchen versus my living area. I don't know where the fuck I am sometimes when I'm on these Zoom calls. And then it's worse even when I have to drive and it's an immediate meeting that we have to do. I don't like the fact that the intervals between Zooms are so close together. And that's mm -hmm. my issue. I understand it's something that we have to do post-pandemic, post-COVID-19. But I, I'm blocking Zoom right now. I don't want to do another Zoom meeting. I don't want to mm -hmm. turn my camera on. I don't want to engage. And especially when you're doing something very social, like work, I get it. Uh, conference meetings, uh, we do webinars and we do different types of things there. But the whole Zoom parties, it don't be busting like it's busting. Yeah, Zoom dates, early, it don't bust like it's busting. Yeah. You know what I mean? It was cute. I had one, one, one online date, it was cute. We ordered me food and we drank, but then afterwards I was buzzed with nowhere to go. No one to do, nothing. <laughs> so I was like, what the hell? Like, it was cute. Yeah, we had dinner together, blah, blah, blah. What am I gonna do now? Go meet Bob? 
Oh. Right. So I'm blocking Zoom. <laughs> this <laughs> your, face. Right. your face. Your face. Your oh. face. Why the face? Why the face? No, because you're making face? points and I you're making points and I'm just listening and I'm just like, wow, yeah. Didn't even think about that. Uh Zoom, yeah, Zoom, Zoom was I mean, yeah, for work purposes, you know, Zoom makes sense, but um, no, I mean, we used to have like the quarantine party Zoom stuff back in, back in the early panties, and those were fun. No, those were really dope. Um, when we weren't outside as much, but now that outside is opening, it's just like, all right, all right, Zoom, I'm done. Stop, stop pinging me. No more camera on. It's too much. I, I'm, I'm exhausted. You know, Zoom fatigue is real. If, son. if yeah, Zoom fatigue. That's exactly what it is. But I'm blocking it. And if I was smart, I would have put some damn coins in the damn Zoom. Stock investments and made a little money, but my dumb ass oh, didn't yes. even do that. And now, now Zoom is going to go down because people are going to come back outside. And summertime's coming, Memorial Day is coming. People are just going to be outside doing whatever the hell they want to do. So, big word. Here we are. Yep. And that is that. Yeah, you're right. Good thing to add to the list. Yes. <laughs> I, the irony that we're using Zoom uh, right now, but that's. Neither here nor. But you know how you you know how I feel about that. Every time we start, you know I always want to leave the meeting, and that's just the PTSD from the Zoom (laughs) that I get every day. And I I, maybe that's why I figured it out. Why I just want to say leave. At first, I thought it was a mean thing, but because I, it's like always in your face. It's so concentrated. It's like ah, yeah. Okay, Zoom. Let me give me Zoom light for now. (laughs) Diet Zoom. (laughs) Diet Zoom. Somehow. Oh, I hear you. All right. Well, that's what I'm blocking this week. Okay, that's what's up. Do we have anything else before we get out of here? Um, I could end with one of my rosesms if that's okay. Yeah, let's yeah. end things off on a on a light note. You know, even nice. even though you know we ended with this block list, I still want to just turn it around, give it a full one eighty, and just you know give my rovism. You know, and I always try to say this to myself whenever you know things get to get shaken up, and I'm like, ah oh, man, fuck that. But I just need to remind myself often, you know, just work hard and be nice to people. That's it. Very simple. Simple mathematics. K-I-S-S. Keep it simple, stupid. Work hard and be nice to people. And, you know, things will fall and align where they're supposed to. All right, all right, all right. Well, thank you for your rovisms, Rove. I'm sure the audience could take that away as they get their week started. Um, I'm going to have a a segment uh, next time. Uh, I haven't flushed it out, but I'll have something next time for everybody. Um, yeah, I, I like these segments. They're really cool. They're dope. Uh, I just want to make sure my uh, ducks are in a row before I bring it to the audience. So, just just like you know, a man. <clears throat> All right. So we're just gonna. Um, <laughs> I'm not even gonna step into that rabbit hole. I'm not gonna step into that bear trap. No, thank you. Um, <laughs> You got it, girl. You got it. Uh, <laughs> you got it, girl. You got it, girl. All right, Drake. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, anyway, thank you all for joining us. Um, thank you all f- 
for uh, listening to the conversation. Uh, if you want to hear this episode and more, please uh, check us out on SoundCloud, uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Also, make sure to follow the podcast on Instagram and on TikTok and on Twitter as TikTok. well. Um, we are are definitely out there on those platforms also make sure to follow us um individually on our own platforms and our social medias as well and uh yeah just make sure to continue sharing and liking the show and we have more things coming at y'all soon again if anybody wants to send an email of course email us at s-o-p-h-i-g podcast at gmail.com Anything you want to send, questions, uh, if you want to be a guest on the show, or if you just need some advice from either Vixen or myself. Yes, uh, definitely send those emails. We are checking them all the time. So we'd love to hear from y'all. And that is it. That's all I have this week. Not a problem with me, because I got plenty more next week. (laughs) (laughs) all right y'all we will catch y'all next time say goodbye ruby bye ruby